We're back. Uh, draft Vice. You want to follow Shane? He's at T H E E underscore Shane underscore M C M. And I'm at Brojo Death Punch. And if you want to follow the draft, uh, you want to follow the, the podcast, follow it at Draft Vice on Twitter, at Draft Vice underscore football on Instagram. And we are doing a fantasy football episode. Woo! All right, we're back to doing this again. It feels like it's been forever. Well, two weeks. Anyway, so we're doing tight ends today, man. And uh, tight ends are weird in fantasy, right? There's like three or four. We lost Gronk last year. R.I.P. Gronk. And um, now it's kind of back to being three tight ends. It never feels like there's more than three or four tight ends that you could ever cross. Yeah, and everything else is either wishful thinking or solid guys yeah. like you had you know a couple of years you have delaney walker he's been a solid guy uh in ppr and has been Mariota's love child for a very long time yeah it was always his his go-to as, as a titans fan that's always been his like he's the only one that consistently produces year in and year out with the exception of last year when he got hurt but yeah, uh, me personally, I've never invested too heavily in a tight end because I always care more about running back. Running back mostly, unless it's PPR. Running back, wide receiver, uh, quarterback. Well, it's also how many you get to start. In most leagues, you only have to start one, and mm-hmm. you can start two, whereas running back and wide receiver, you're usually at least starting two. Two, three, and then the flex. Yeah. yeah. Well, all, all uh, Tight end, wide receiver, and running back can all be used in that flex spot. But again, you're still. I look at it as like it's two plus a potential one, two or three plus a potential one, and then one plus a potential one. So tight end, no matter what, is the the devalued position, essentially. Right. So I I agree. I've never really heavily invested in tight end. Um, the spot where I would take a tight end is if one of these guys is there is round four, usually. That's hella early. If well, well hold on. if the, you're getting these three guys, yeah. If it's because that, that just oh man, it it just like doesn't. If, well, a I'm almost never getting Travis Kelsey at this spot. No, because and Travis Kelsey's my tight end one right now, and he he will probably go end of the second, early third. He it, back when Gronk was around, Gronk was going second, third round. Um, the reason why I say I would take one at, in the fourth round is if you're in the late fourth round. Right, like say you drafted early in the third, the when you get back to the to your spot in the fourth, it's usually the spot where the really good receivers, the really good running backs, depending on what you drafted earlier on, are usually gone. Right? Okay, but it just it, well it depends on the setup. So like in a ten team draft, round four. Oh, I, I usually think twelve teams. So that's yeah. I usually think ten. I don't pay. I don't like playing twelve. Um. But, like, let's – okay, so you don't have a tight end yet. Yeah. All right, it's round four, so you probably already have either two running backs. So, yeah, and two... so if you're a 10-team league, I probably wouldn't even take a tight end until round five. Yeah. So that's why we're kind of on different wavelengths there. I don't okay, usually like, do well, too many leagues with less than 12. I don't like I don't like 12, man. I just don't. It creates that nice scarcity, and people have to really know what they're doing in 12-team leagues. And um, 18 league – have you ever done an 18 league? Yeah. It's... Those are – that's like playing, like, Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, Super Bowl. Like... Yeah. 10 is perfect to me because in 12, you are more. You have to depend on other people to be reliable, to like, week in and week out. A lot of guys just give up. But, like, okay, like, let's say you're sitting there round four and mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook is there 
and Travis Kelsey is there. Oh, I take Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Or like That's because the value, especially because I look at Dalvin, and now when we do running back ranks, which I want to do next week, right? Um, when you look at running back, I'm gonna I'm gonna develop I'm gonna develop uh, I'm gonna tell you my strategy with running backs and receivers, which is running back. You want to get running backs who are have the potential to be top twelve running backs, especially if you're draft. Even if you're getting them in the third or fourth round, if you're spending one of your top four round picks on a running back. You want them to be guys who can hit and be top five running backs because their value is so much more than the running backs who are like lower rated running backs. So like if you get a top five running back, that's why I was taking Joe Mixon early in the second. I was taking him in the second round last year because even if he's a, even if his, his lowest he's a twelfth best running back, but he has the potential to be a top five running back. Especially with his pass game utilization. Yeah, I just I I I always always take. If I could have three really solid running backs and then a streamable tight end, I always go that route. Yeah, I've never had a really big name tight end unless I tr- like trade for him or something. But I d- I never draft him high. I just don't. Yeah, no, I've never been big on. The, I mean, I've I've missed out on tight ends, and usually I don't take tight end until like round ten or eleven. Like yeah. I don't. Most of these guys I won't get. There's guys who I will list out, but because. But, like, if these guys were in that right spot, you kind of have to sit there and go, okay. Travis Kelsey, I think, is one of those guys who, if he was there, if I'm doing a 12-team league, I'd take him in the fourth round. If you're doing a 10-team league, I would probably take him in the fifth round. Because, and this is back, I had the same uh, theory with Gronk. I think Gronk was, when you looked at Gronk when he was playing, he was still not better, like, total points for the season than, like, the 10th best receiver. So basically, he was he was worth player twenty sixth, like a lot of the years. Like his best years, he was still just wide receiver or player twenty six, out of all the guys who aren't quarterbacks. Right. So he was worth a third round pick. Guy like Kelsey's probably worth a fourth round pick. Might you know if he's hitting and he's on his best year, yeah, he could be worth a third round pick. But it's very rare for tight ends to be that. The only time like, it, it's weird, man. There's always that one fuckhead who drafts Travis Kelsey in round four, and then everyone else is like, fuck, I need a tight end too. Let me take Ertz. And then the next time I'd be like, okay. And the next thing you know, like you see all these tight ends going, and you see all these like wide, like people, like wide receivers and running backs who are solid bench depth. Mm-hmm. But then when you come time to decide to pick a tight end, you're like, it's like the best one available is like fucking Jack Doyle. And you know what? Last year I made it through with Eric Ebron. Yeah, but he had a re- he was a pro bowler. Yeah, but that came out of nowhere, and that's the the thing with tight ends is that like he was a top five tight end, but nobody thought he was going to be a top five tight end, and it took Jack Doyle getting hurt and barely playing last year for him to be such a a highly valued tight end. And see, I drafted Trey Burton late because I thought Trey Burton was going to be awesome, and he really wasn't. Yeah, he was high on. I, I I never I didn't get Trey Burton in a single league. But I liked him going into the year because there was a everybody lot of... did, and every every fantasy podcast or magazine or article because everybody read. was paying attention to what was being said around yeah. the teams, and, and I bought into is, it. Yeah, the problem is, is people buy into what gets said. That's why when I do my ranks, I do my initial ranks without hearing any of the stuff that's going on in camp, and I really try not to change it too much because your initial evaluation of talent and your initial evaluation of where they should be. Should either, it should be based off of basically their gameplay, like how they play, 
And that's why, like, how I gauge guys and how I want to go about them, it's it's not based off of, all right, I want to take this guy because he's going to be, I, I think, he, you know, everybody's been saying around camp, this guy's going to be number one. Like, you know, Trey Burton was last year with that. The year before, it was uh, it was Kobe Fleener the, two years ago. Like, oh, when he went to New Orleans? You know, when yeah, when he went to New Orleans, everybody wanted Kobe Fleener. Got to grab yourself some Kobe Fleener. And, like, Trey Burton went in, like, the seventh round in one of my leagues. That, that to me is really early. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, for an unproven tight end. Yeah. Yeah. So my top three tight ends, and I don't think anybody's going to disagree. It's they Kels- shouldn't. Yeah, it's Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle, right? Yeah, regardless of format, that should be your top three tight ends. Yeah, and, and even if you change the order, those three guys are usually the guys you want to go for. If you were going to take a tight end early, if you're going in that fourth or fifth round corner flip, that's usually the spot where you take them. Uh, I can understand somebody takes them higher up. If you don't see the receiver you want, you don't see the running back you want in that area. Um, the guy who I – the next two guys who I have are Henry and Walker for two various different reasons. Walker because he's been solid. even though, But Walker, you know, again, old, might not re- rebound back to where he was. But he's usually been a solid PPR guy, right? And I would take even Walker. in standard because he gets a lot of touchdowns. He gets a lot of red zone targets. Yeah, and and Mariota loves him, and he's still got Mariota as his quarterback, and he he still seems to be just the most solid guy there. And so with Walker with him coming back now, I'm hoping it's not going to be like a, a Greg Olson thing, where he comes back and he's just not the same. Well, Greg's the difference though is Greg Olson was a a foot injury, not an ankle injury, and yeah. he came back too early. And with his surgery too, is they even said it wasn't going to fix it a hundred percent. Yeah, and and, he, and came back the next year and had the same issues. Yeah. So, but Henry's the one that I like a lot, especially if you can get him at a good spot, because Hunter Henry of the of the Los Angeles Chargers, is, I thought last year was going to be his pop year, and he tore his ACL in camp. Yeah. So I. When I when you're already going into a year with him as a guy who and, and the good thing is I think he's going to be fully recovered at this point. Oh yeah, it's been well over a year since the injury happened, and a lot of people are going to forget about him. Yes, very uh, very good blocking tight end, but also a great receiver, especially in the red zones. Especially in the red zone. And I don't know if they. I know last year they signed Gates to cover for him not being there. Is Gates on the roster this year? I'm not sure. He might be. But I also uh, don't think he's going to be taking as much from him. Like no. Gates is just going to be Grandpa Gates at this point. And, and then, he didn't. He wasn't that big of a deal last year. No, neither was uh, Virgil Green. And, well, Virgil Green's a blocking tight end. Everybody always wants Virgil Green to turn into something. Back when he was on the Broncos, like he that sucked. was the that was the dream. He's a good blocker, really good blocker, and he actually can catch. Shockingly, can catch, but he's just never utilized, and he's not a good route runner. So those are the things, and he doesn't get a lot of separation. But when he he's got solid hands, he's kind of like a Jesse James, like a good number two, better blocker than Jesse James. Um, guy, I have this whole block of tight ends that everybody kind of, you know, you, you throw them up in the air. Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed was actually generally healthy for a good portion of last year, and still didn't do what I thought Jordan Reed would do. Because he didn't have uh, he he didn't have his quarterback thrown to him. Because it was guy's on the weird Minnesota though. Vikings. Because Alex Smith fucking loves tight ends. I thought he was going to do awesome because of that, and then so did I. I thought he was one of those guys that if he hit, you were going to have a benefit of this very strong. Again, another guy who does better in PPR in a lot of years when he's been healthy. I thought he was going to be one of those guys that if you hit got him late and he popped, he was going to be a solid pickup, and he really didn't do anything. Just always hurt. 
he's always hurt. And then now you have the question of, well, who's he going to be the quarterback? Now you got Case Keenum. Now you got uh, Dwayne Haskins. Now, if Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback, not for nothing, a lot of times rookie quarterbacks throw to their tight end. Yeah, it's like their little safety valve. Yeah, so uh, a lot of these guys that I'm bringing up this year are guys who I think maybe can rebound a little bit and maybe again i i wouldn't i don't waste high picks i don't think i take a tight end until usually the ninth tenth eleventh round Mm -hmm. and that's usually only if i see a guy who i really like i I never reach on tight end nope i always go to the i usually go to the waiver wire form we usually like for a few weeks depending on matchups uh i know uh you had mentioned uh we were talking before this we were talking about jared cook he's now going to new orleans i had mentioned earlier people went bananas for kobe fleener when he went to new orleans and I think Jared Cook's going to be the guy whose his stock's going to go up, especially because he did well on the Raiders. He's always that guy who, like last year was the first time in fantasy where he really ended up popping in fantasy. Yeah, because he didn't do much for the Packers, you know, or the Rams. Yeah. Right? But it's like, um, I don't think he's going to be as good because it's just the Saints have so much more options than the Raiders did. And I, that's not a knock on Jared Cook at all. He's talented. I just don't think it's a position they really utilize. Uh, and I think it's also scheme, and I think with uh, Gruden's scheme, tight end was such a value. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of checkdowns. There's a lot of uh, using the the tight end as a as a release valve. But when you have arguably a, a top five person at both wide receiver and running back, mm-hmm. I mean, and then a, a good supporting cast around him, you're gonna tend to forget about the tight end position. Like I think he'll have a couple games here and there. But at the same time, I just I don't I don't think he's gonna be somebody you can depend on almost every week like you could with the other people you named. Yeah, um, I we talked a little bit about Ebron and Jack Doyle. That's really gonna be the question: is how are they gonna utilize those two guys? And if Ebron, if there's no Jack Doyle, I like Ebron. Like I do like him, and I, I liked him when he was in Detroit. I always hope he would eventually develop into something, and it, they at least have found ways to utilize Ebron. But when you have this split of who are they really going to value, I remember last year when Jack Doyle came back, there was a game where Ebron didn't get anything. And that kind of makes me really worry about how they're going to utilize that. Like, I don't know if I'd really want to waste a high pick on Eric Ebron. And that's what sucks, too, because they have the opportunity to have those boom games. But it's like, fuck, man, you never know when it's going to be. You really just got to roll the dice and hope you're lucky. Yeah. um, Eifert was a guy who... You know, if you guys know Tyler Eifert, gets hurt. He's just, yeah, he's just never he's never been able to stay healthy. Uh, he but he had one year where he was just this elite awesome. tight end. Yeah, and then he just got hurt and, and fell off that. the map. And, and even yeah. before he had that elite year, he was another guy who got hurt a lot. And he doesn't just get hurt, but he gets hurt like yeah. crazy injured, like broken back, shit like that. Um, another guy who I'm th- there's a guy who I do think is going to pop up this year, and the only problem is he has the same issue that Ebron and Jack Doyle have is OJ Howard. I like OJ Howard. I think again he's one of those guys who can do literally everything. He's a f- athletic freak. He, oh my god! I remember when he came out of the combine. He he is just a unique individual. And if he didn't have a teammate who was also at least a solid tight end, I, oh Bray, Bray, yeah. Like and that's the thing. Like I didn't understand why they kept Bray, because especially because Bray's a move tight end. Winston loves him though for some. Like Winston, yeah. The well, show. and that's the, my problem with OJ Howard, especially if you're like in a dynasty league or you get to keep him for a few years, is um, I don't know where his future's gonna go because like 
I don't know if they're going to keep James Winston. I don't know if next year they're going to go ahead and draft somebody totally different. I don't know what's going on in general with that team, uh, other than Bruce Arians is there for right now. But I, I do like OJ Howard. <laughs> Hopefully, like, cause he just he does play really well. No, he's a fucking athletic freak, man. And he he does everything really well. And that's a guy who could take a leap forward. Um, a guy who was dra- two guys who were drafted with him, Njoku and Evan Ingram. I remember Evan Ingram had a really good rookie here, and then last year didn't do anything. Nothing. And I, that's who I drafted. That that's was, the tight end I drafted. And he's an athletic freak. He's yeah. basically a receiver at tight end. He ran a 4-4. And this guy can just go ahead and zip across the field. I, I, and now I think this year he's going to maybe be more involved. So I, I Well, think, the thing is, though, it's not a knock on him because PFF showed like the highlights of him. He was wide open. It's just Eli wasn't hitting him. So that's a big problem is, you know, it, he still has Eli as his quarterback. Yeah. Unless you're hoping Daniel Jones takes over, like, what are you going to do? Because now all Eli's going to do is just throw to Saquon. Throw to Saquon. And ruin Saquon. that kid's poor cur- fucking career, man. Yeah. Well, at least he's not running into the wall. He's going to get tackled out in the open field. But it's a waste if you're drafting a running back that high who's it's a going to be lead running back. I I think man I hope not but remember when Todd Gurley had that great rookie year and then second year didn't do fucking dick. Yeah. I'm hoping that doesn't happen to Saquon. Well, but then Todd Gurley came back. Todd Gurley came back once they got rid of Jeff Fisher. Yeah. And they and they threw in a different scheme and they got better O-linemen mm-hmm. and they invested in making the game work for both Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. Yeah, something that the Giants haven't done. Anyway. And I don't even like Pat Shermer I think is a decent head coach. He is, but I don't think the GM lets him be who he wants to be. Yeah. And they too, just did. too many hands in the pot. Yeah. Um, and I was also talking about David Njoku, another guy who they got drafted with. The only problem there, it might be a lot of lot of pieces in that offense that is Njoku going to get a big amount of it. He's going to have a boom game here and there, that's for sure. Yeah, and he's developed a bit more over the last two years. Yeah, because he had, he had a problem with drops. He had a, lot, he had a problem with drops, and uh, you know he's, he's gotten better as a blocker, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the GM called him out a little bit on that as far as getting his blocking into into high gear. Who, Dorsey? Yes. So, uh, Njoku, out of those three guys, I think OJ is the one that I think is the best right now. And I think has... T- yeah, talent, yeah, talent-wise and in terms of... Potential to yeah. pop. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Baker's great, and I think Baker, if he wants to lo- link up with Njoku, is going to be great. There's just so many pieces in that offense. Too many. Yeah. Um, for fantasy purposes. Yeah. For fantasy it's, it's And I think the receivers are going to get way more love. Now, granted, he, you know, all you need is, a, you know, for a guy to be a top 12 tight end is to get a couple of good games. It's a good problem to have yeah. in terms of real football. Fantasy football, though, bad problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another guy, a guy who I think is actually going to be a big pop-up this year and a name that's going to go underutilized is Vance McDonald. This is the really? tight end who used to be on the San Francisco 49ers. See, I've been hearing that for like the last three years, and just every year he doesn't do much. But he, he he did more last year than he's done in the past, and they don't have Jesse James. I've seen – like if he could stay healthy, another thing we say about all these tight ends, I just think Vance McDonald's not going to cost you anything. Where did Jesse James go, Seattle? Uh, No, he went to Detroit. Okay, who drafted a tight end at nine, but okay. Yeah, you know, get all the tight ends you can. They're going to basically be uh, Baltimore Ravens slash uh, New England North. Where do you have your 
rookie tight end rankings. Because you have the two Iowa guys, and then you have the dude from Alabama that Minnesota took. Hayden Hurst? Well, if you're doing a redraft league, Hayden I'm Hurst is not Hayden Hurst. Um, that's the dude Baltimore took, right? That was the guy two years ago that Baltimore took. That's another question: is Baltimore with all the tight ends they they, they take? Because they got Mark Andrews, him. Uh, do they still have Max Bauer? What the fuck his name is from Minnesota? Oh, Max Williams. Is that what his name was? From, yeah. Yeah, because they had three of them last year. Um, Max Williams, I think, is gone now. I'm staying away from Baltimore tight ends. That's point blank period. Uh, there's also Safarian Jenkins, who's in New England now. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you thought about that. Cause I I think he's worth the flyer. He's an athletic dude. They dude. always use tight ends. And he he was good on the Jets. He was, dude. I had him on the when he was on the Jets. I had him as my tight end. That's another late round guy who I just grabbed, and he ended up being a solid player. He just had off the field and injury issues. Well, that was when he was in Tampa. Well, but he and he got issues. injured last year with yeah. the. Yeah, but, when he went to ja- uh, Jacksonville. And he was doing very poorly on Jacksonville, but everybody on that offense was. Yeah, that was – well, he he got injured really early, though, too. Yeah, but even when – because Fournette didn't do dick because he got hurt fucking – They have Blake Bortles as their quarterback. Back yeah. Then. So, uh, I I like him. He's another late-round flyer for me. I like ASJ. And I like what I saw when he was playing with McCowan in, on the Jets. And the thing is, actually, who he reminds me? Him and Eric Ebron. If you ever look at them, they look at the ex- they're the exact same player. Yeah, same. It, it's I think I think ASJ is a little bit better of a blocker, but overall, like they just look like the exact same player. What about Hooper? I've never been a buy. I never bought on that guy because I, every year he just never seems to do anything. If you and if you look at the games where he does seemingly well, it's like these big boom plays. That yes, it's like, like two, an, two yeah. catches, hundred yards. Yeah, and a touchdown. Yeah, but the the rookie tight ends though, I I don't if. If the Broncos go with Flacco, I bet you that dude that they took. No, it's not. I think he'll be good, man. I I don't buy heavy on rookie tight ends, but and because Flacco the game lo- transfers a lot harder for those guys. Yeah, but like, just look at what Ingram and Njoku did their rookie years, though. Like, I don't. I'm not saying well, Njoku wasn't like a fantasy tight end his rookie year, but he had some games where he was though. Yeah, and and I'm not saying no offense. I'm not saying no offense going to go out there and light up the scoreboard. What I'm saying is. He's going to show enough work going into the season after that. People are going to be like, this is... Well, I think, yeah. And I think TJ Hawkinson is the one out of that group. That's the Iowa the tight end in Detroit? in Detroit. He will, I think, eventually be that kind of a guy. I think they're both going to be pretty good, to be honest. And I think if you're going to have a... If I'm going to guess which one's going to be a good rookie player, I'll go with TJ Hawkinson over, over Noah Font. Um, but Flacco loves tight ends, man. He does, but I also uh, and that dude's an athletic freak. He is, uh, and he he can block. He's not like totally out of it. What about the dude the Vikings took? I can't. I Palmer, out of uh, Alabama. The only thing is, they still have Kyle Rudolph, and right. they actually signed. They gave Rudolph an extension. He's getting old though, and also that guy has more of an H back body. He's a little bit smaller than the other two. Okay, so. I think it's going to be a little bit more developmental time for him. Uh, there was a guy who went a little bit later that I thought was uh, – actually, the guy who went to the Bengals, the the one that went in the second round sample. Out of where? I don't remember. I can't remember. I thought that – he was, originally people were saying, oh, you know, he's kind of more of a blocker or whatever. But if you're looking for a guy who can maybe pop a little bit, 
maybe him. But I again, I don't invest heavy on rookie tight ends. I basically, if you're a rookie tight end, like a Gesicki, like in Miami, like last year, like everybody was talking about him because he's so athletic. Now he might pop this year, but Gesicki, I don't. Know, I, I even watched tape of the guy, and the guy looked like he couldn't do much. Like he's not a good route runner. He's athletic. He's a Penn State tight end. He's really, you know, like everybody coming out of Penn State, he's a super athlete. And you hope that he develops into something. Most people at the NFL level are athletic, especially nowadays. All right, speaking of that, because there's another tight end that I hear about all the time, like super athletic, super freak, played wide receiver in college, but then he comes to the NFL. Granted, he was on a bad offense, but Ricky Seals-Jones in Arizona. Yes. I, I actually liked him last year, but, I, I again, another guy who he's more just a late-round flyer. Yeah, or a waiver wire pickup. you don't know how they're going to utilize yeah. him. Yeah. Most people, most unless you're in, like, a, a big league, like 12 teams or more, he's probably not going to get drafted. Yeah, no. He, oh, no, he's not going to get drafted in any 10-team leagues. No. Um, He might go in a couple of 12 teams, especially if, a lot of, if you're in some leagues that sometimes they take two tight ends. For some stupid reason, and it, I, I've been on I've been in twelve team leagues where people took two tight ends, and it's like I needed a backup for my tight end, and it's like why? Yeah, he's like a he's a streamer. I think it's more for me. I, he's one of those guys I keep a note on to kind of pay attention to. Yeah, like I like. But I don't know if I draft him. I think I keep an eye on him. There's too many question marks on the offense already. Anyway. Yeah, I mean the good thing is is you know he's athletic, super. And athletic. He definitely fits something that. Uh, that Cliff Kingsbury would utilize, mm-hmm. but again, I'm not a guy who I'm. Unless I'm, if I I fucked up on tight end, just didn't take anybody the whole time, and I was just like, all right, I'll take this guy, which I've done before. I'll 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 punt on tight end all the way to the last round. What about uh, we haven't brought up Jimmy Graham? He he's on here, and the thing with Jimmy Graham is I just he's old now. He's old. Uh, I mean, he's been old though. He's been old. He's been off of that. Uh, but he's not going to get any terror. younger. Every time, like he's been old, and he just keeps getting older. It's just the way life works. But he's also just not been that athletic. <laughs> I again, another. I wouldn't waste an early pick on Jimmy Graham. No, I probably wouldn't even draft him. I, I listen. If he fell to the twelfth round, and my options were Jimmy Graham or you know some rando or uh, Jimmy Graham or ASJ. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Austin Safarian Jenkins, I could probably get later. I could probably get. Well, depends on how, you know, hype train goes in fantasy, right? Just right. pops up and everybody goes, "Oh, I got to take this guy." Um, but assuming the ASJ doesn't hit the huge hype train, I take Jimmy Graham. What about Greg Olson? We talked about him earlier, but mainly about his injuries. I at least wouldn't mind taking him, but I probably wouldn't want to take him before the double digit rounds. Do you think? Anybody's gonna take a chance on the other guy, Ian Williams, Ian Thomas, Ian Thomas. Yeah, yeah no, I. Well, that's a guy who I keep, who I want to keep an eye on, especially to see if they utilize him more because he, he had a couple of pop up games last year too, but he didn't. You know, keep in mind last year he was a rookie. This might be the time where people go, all right, I'm gonna keep an eye on this guy. I'm gonna see if he's gonna end up being something real, um, because he, I liked him coming out of out of the draft, so. Uh, another one who I want to bring up, and this was one that a lot of Jets fans will know, is Chris Herndon. And he had a couple of uh, – his last half of the season was pretty good. And he's been getting a lot of notes around Jets fans. Like, if, you, if you're a Jets fan, you know who Chris Herndon is. Yeah, and I feel I still like he's going to get a lot of attention still because in terms of wide receiver, they still – They don't have anything. No, they have Robbie Anderson, who's a deep threat, and that's about it. And Quincy and Newton was basically a tight end of receiver. Yeah, he's slow, good route runner, but uh, – and then they picked up Jameson Crowder, who 
is so fast. Slot receiver. But he's extremely... Basically, he's playing the same role as Anunwa. Mm-hmm. So... I, I like Herndon as one of the later round tight ends and a guy who I might be taking in a lot of drafts who might be on a lot of my teams because I, I, I and this is going to be another year where I take a Jets tight end and it's going to maybe pay off. Uh, yeah, those are basically the where I go uh, where I kind of sit on that list. It's basically three or four guys who I really like, uh, a couple of guys who I think might pop, and then you know at that point. You have I, I think basically the way I set my draft up with tight end is if I don't get the one of the top four guys, I, I kinda like, all right, I'm willing to wait till I would take one of those top four guys in the fourth round the uh, top three guys in like the fourth or fifth round, depending on what kind of league you're in. Henry I'd be willing to take an eighth round or seventh round pick on Henry. Yeah, oh yeah, especially with that offense, yeah. Um You know what's like baffles me though? Walker would maybe be a ninth or tenth round pick for me. Yeah. And then I don't think I would take anybody else before the 10th round. Unless I really was starting to feel good about... No, I don't, no, I don't because think there's a single one. If they're on the board, that means somebody else is on the board at a different position that you need. But this is what blows my mind. The Rams' offense is so potent and it's so pass-heavy. But Higby and Everett, are there tight ends? Yeah. They do nothing. Nope. Nothing in no, in no format, standard or PPR. Nothing, it just blows my mind. And everybody talks about how athletic Gerald Everett is, but he does he never gets the ball ever. He he got the ball a couple of times at the end of the year when they lost Cooper Cup, and everybody thought that was going to be where the 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 offense was going to go, is they were going to use Gerald Everett more in the slot, and, and they just went happened. to Reynolds. Yeah. No, I think uh, again, like we said, tight end, rough. Uh, Rough position to draft. It's it's a very strategic. You either plan when you're going to get somebody or you just don't give a shit at all and put all your chips in other positions. Yeah. And I can understand somebody who says, listen, I can get a top three tight end and I can get a wide receiver three and that can get me, you know, that'll get me further along than if I take a wide receiver in the fourth round or the third round. The thing is, though, if you take a, a top tight end early, you're – you're creating a detrimental situation for one of the more important positions. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. So. All right. So that was uh, our tight end episode. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to do running backs, and then we'll follow up with receivers. And then we'll start getting into guys who I think by that point will be hitting August at some point. We'll probably be talking about uh, some sleepers, some guys who maybe we think are being undervalued via ADP. And, uh, you know, we'll talk more about fantasy as the summer goes on. You can follow Shane at T-H-E-E underscore Shane underscore M-C-M. And you can follow me at Brojo Death Punch, B-R-O-J-O, death is in the end of life, punch, like that thing you drink at parties. Hmm. And uh, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, on dra- uh, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. Uh, like, the ep- uh, like the episode if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. And uh, check out some of our other videos. We have a uh, quarterbacks episode that we did. And uh, if you're watching this after we've done some of the other ones, check out our other fantasy episodes. Check out the other ones where we have Quinn on. Or some of our ser- or some of our more interesting draft questions that we do. Like, uh, what's better, uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups or Kit Kats? Which one do you think went first in our, in our candy draft? It's a hint. Anyway. And if you're on iTunes, uh, subscribe and uh, rate and leave a review. Have a good week.
Morning, when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to keep it.